Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is Crown Corner, and we are back in action, getting you ready for MLS Action Saturday with Charlotte FC taking on LAFC. They've got two games, actually, in quick succession. They'll play Wednesday as well. It's a great, great opportunity here over the course of this week to try and get Charlotte FC back in the playoff hunt. And Jessica Trauman, as always, with me on Crown Corner. And Jess, it's great to have at least league action back playing in. And uh, I think for us right now, while the League's Cup was very much a great part of what this team did over the course of the last couple of months, a deep run was great. It's great to get ourselves back in the league play. Absolutely it is, Will. Like we say, it was a great League's Cup run, probably a pleasant surprise. I think a lot of people maybe didn't expect us, including myself, to make quite as deep of a run. So I'm really glad from that perspective that the difficult streak that we found ourselves in before the League's Cup break was put aside for League's Cup. The thing that we now have to turn our heads to is how are we going to utilize the momentum we built in League's Cup? How are we going to continue with the positives that we saw in the majority of the matches during that run? And what have we learned about this squad? If we can answer all those questions and if we can be successful with harnessing that momentum, this could be a brilliant run. And honestly, Will, it has to be a brilliant run because as we've talked about time and time again, fans were expecting a playoff push and it's going to be tough. We know the teams we play. There's no doubt we have an extremely strong schedule. Now is go time. And it has to be a positive performance this weekend to get the ball rolling. And the opportunity is right in front of them. They've got four of their next five contests at home, but they're all tough customers. You've got D.C. United on the schedule. you got Philadelphia on the schedule. LAFC this weekend. Orlando, who, despite us beating them, is in the top uh, half of the league when it comes to uh, the Eastern Conference. And, oh, by the way, Nashville away, which is always a tough place to play. And, you know, I, I think about this from the standpoint of, of where we finished. I mean, we finished in the last eight in a competition that includes everybody from Major League Soccer, everybody from Liga MX. Is that something that can change a team's fortunes? Like, do, do you feel like Charlotte FC got stronger as a result of, of playing these games that were high-stress games, high-adrenaline games, and games where I feel like risks were probably more rewarded than they are, say, during a league season? Yeah, I think there was a double a double meaning behind these games and what was learned because obviously we had moments to see different things on action. We saw some squad rotation. We saw different players get to show what they can do. And then mentally, I feel like we've talked a lot, Will, about the emotion after the games, the togetherness that we displayed. And it felt a little bit different to any sort of celebration or camaraderie that we had seen in MLS this season. It was refreshing to see the group come together to celebrate these big moments, to have each other's back. And I'm hoping that that continues in MLS because, as you said, that's a tough stretch of games. You're going to need everybody to be in the right headspace as well as physical presence on the pitch. You mentioned uh, the fact that with this game, obviously it kind of resets the deck a little bit for Charlotte FC, but, you know, being out of training, I almost felt like, you know, it, it looked almost like a brand new season and a, a new team. The only player uh, that we were at least projecting to potentially feature for Charlotte FC that was coming back off of an injury was Enzo Capetti, and Capetti, according to Christian Latanzio, doesn't look like he'll play Friday, but might be back Wednesday, but... 
And uh, and also Mackenzie Gaines looks like he's going to get some minutes with Crown Legacy. But outside of those two, it's a, a largely full deck. And I also feel like a lot of brand new names that people got a chance to learn. Breck Deahare got his debut during that. Uh, we might see the uh, the first games for Yara Yaronin either this weekend or on Wednesday. And I almost wonder how much differently Christian Latanzio looks at this lineup because to me, Jess, I feel like everyone's spot is kind of up for grabs. Uh, I know even Nathan Byrne is somebody who played well during the league scout but also took a yellow card suspension during a league scout And I'm wondering just how he fits back in, whether he put him back on the right uh, with Yara playing on the left, et cetera, and so on, although Jalen Lindsay played well also. There's a lot of healthy competition, I'm sure, and I think we're all very curious to see what that team news looks like when it comes out early Saturday. And we need that competition because competition breeds success. Competition, when you're looking over your shoulder, pushes you into the best performances you can have. I use Brown Bronico as an example. With the new signings coming into the midfield, the likes of Scott Arfield, we saw Brown Bronico play some of his best soccer in a long time during Lee's Cup. And I think that comes from feeling like your place isn't guaranteed anymore, feeling like you have competition, feeling like there is someone that's ready to swipe up your starting position if you don't put in your best performance. So it can only be a good thing. And I think we also saw some players really make a statement for themselves during Lee's Cup, which we needed. We were in a very, very disappointing MLS run of form before this, where we were drawing, 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 losing. We weren't able to have that finishing touch to get victory. And I think I said in the post-game show after that horrible loss in the last MLS match that everyone's jersey needed to be up for grabs in League's Cup. We almost needed to treat it like a preseason to see who was ready to get back into the field of play once we regained. And I think we've got some names now and young names now that are making themselves very big contenders to start and get continuous minutes. You look at Privet, you look at Adjuman. These are two players that maybe no one expected to step up to the plate, but they've done a brilliant job. And like I say, having that depth, having that competition is a good thing because it's going to push other players to perform if they want to get into the field. I, I honestly think that, you know, that there is a very different sense of, of I think, worth when it comes to uh, – playing these games down the stretch of a season, like uh, having that natural barrier uh, from the first two thirds of the season to the final third of the season, I think is very interesting. And just from the, the calendar portion of this season, how do you feel like League's Cup broke the season up in a way? Because I think it does create a natural sense of, okay, now we have the stretch drive of the season. Yeah, I think it puts all the emphasis right now on this is go time. This is really all pressure, all hands on deck, all momentum right now for Charlotte FC. I think League's Cup was a vital break because it felt like we were slumping. It felt like we were really going into a place after that Montreal loss where we didn't want to go, quite frankly. And the break enabled us a really nice pause to reset, to think about something else, to kind of get that freshen up and then be prepared for this stretch. Uh, for other teams, I'm not sure it was as positive an experience. There were a lot of teams that underperformed or wanted to be kind of out because they want to focus things on other areas of the game. For Charlotte FC, I think it was a positive break that has pushed them now to realize what they have to do. And like I say, this is such an important stretch because nine spots up to grab to continue in postseason play. The additional two makes it even more important that Charlotte FC really makes it because if you finish outside that top nine, you feel like you've, well, you, you have literally regressed from last season when you finished ninth. Definitely so. And uh, when you think about this team and, and what it will look like tomorrow, uh, there's been a lot of conversation about 
Carol Swiderski and Patrick Ajuman and, and how they fit together on the same pitch. We got to see it for 45 minutes against Inter-Miami. Granted, that's probably more of a desperation situation because Christian Latanzio and his squad were trying to get themselves back down a couple of goals. I honestly feel, Jess, there's room for conversation when you look towards putting them on the field together, almost like we saw Daniel Rios and Carol Svidersky coexist in the double striker spot last year. I almost wonder, though, the question that still remains is that the midfield for us has been so very good in these last couple of contests. I know that Miami contest, maybe notwithstanding, they maybe took a bit of a step back. You're always going to when you see, you know, guys like Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets and the attack for the opposition. But I almost wonder about making ourselves too vulnerable in the middle. Uh, I know that we've got a lot of midfielders now that have a lot of uh, seasoning and also have a lot of strength, but I'm wondering if it almost feels like you're cutting off your nose to spite your face if you, in fact, put Svidersky and Ajiman on the field together like that. It's a tough scenario because you want to have your best players on the pitch, but you can't squash square pegs into round holes. If Latanzio is willing to change up his system a little bit, then the two of them could link up fairly well together. But you don't want to break up the chemistry in the midfield, too, if you're going to put Carroll into a number 10 role. I would like to see the two of them link up together more as two forwards, just that we've seen the difference in the stars of play that Ajiman offers you running between the lines, his good hold-up play. I don't know what Latanja is going to do, but I think we know that right now we need to have backup plans for Carol Swiderski as well. Who knows where his future lies? You can't put all your eggs in one basket. So... You know, someone like Patrick Ajiman, who seems to be on fire, who seems to be really 100% bought in, deserves an opportunity to show what he can do as well. And you're mentioning the rumors involved uh, with Svidersky overseas. Uh, it seems like a lot of that has cooled off as uh, over the course of the last couple of days. There was one report out there that the initial uh, bid involved a loan. That's something that's not necessarily an advantageous thing for the club to entertain, but even so, uh, comments before that from Carroll obviously made waves uh, here by saying he wanted to go play in a top five league, etc. My question to you is, Jess, how does that affect the team around him? Uh, how does that affect Carroll as well? Because I think Carroll, well, while I think he's looked very good in moments, as good as he's looked last year, there's been other moments where you know you've looked at him and you've been wanting more out, out of Charlotte FC's nine slash ten. Yeah, I feel like you can use the word inconsistent with Carroll. We can use that with a lot of our players, right? We've had good performances, but we haven't been able to do it week after week. With Carroll, you've got to be smart as a player and you've got to expect him to be the ultimate professional. You heard Latanzio talk about how sometimes we can expect these things, but it's still difficult. Your mindset is a little bit different. You are hearing those rumors. You are kind of feeling like you want to get out of there. But at the same time, the best way to find yourself a move is by performing to the highest level. So I'm hoping it motivates Carol to put on a show, to do his best soccer possible and to make an impact as a teammate. Yeah, you're going to be a bit frustrated to hear one of your top players come out and basically say, hey, I want to play in a better league. It's frustrating to hear. But at the same time, you just want to get the best out of your elite players. And I'm hoping that Carol is professional enough to handle that and is focused enough to really go out and, you know, no better way to invite more people to be interested in your name than scoring a hat trick, right? Exactly. Uh, how, how are you handling the the Euronin scenario? Because... Latanza made it sound like he's probably not 90 minutes fit yet coming over from preseason overseas. And obviously with these games being so urgent, you want to put your best 11 out there. You don't want to hamper your squad by putting a guy out there that's not ready. But 
Uh, I feel like the left back scenario, while Byrne is filled in admirably, we know his stronger side is on the right. I feel like uh, Eronin at 80% might be better than 100 of some of our other options. And I think, too, uh, it just offers you an opportunity to get him more acclimated as quickly as possible. Yeah, I get your own and, and Nathan Byrne on the pitch at the same time. And I know that means Jalen Lindsay sits, which a lot of people will disagree with me on. But I think that Nathan Byrne was undroppable in his League's Cup performance. And we saw the difference that Nathan Byrne made or his absence made against Inter Miami. I'm not saying he would have changed the game completely, but I think he would have offered more defensive stability, his recovery, his athleticism, his soccer IQ. He has been really good during that League's Cup run. And like you say, Yaronin is a player that has the experience that is naturally a left back. So you gain so much from having him on the field of play. Can he go 90 minutes? Maybe not. But we've also seen that Latanto isn't somebody that's afraid of making changes to the back line during a match. So I don't think that will be the concern if he can't go the full 90. I think more Latanto is going to be looking to have the best defensive stability because we all know LAFC score goals. They scored four midweek. They're not afraid of taking... Shots, they've got someone like Boanga, who's fantastic. Carlos Vela, that can hurt you. Four different goal scorers um, with multiple, uh, three or more goals on the season. They've got goals in their box. We need our best defenders to start the game to try and help us grow momentum. Yeah, that's definitely a strong squad. Uh, squad that beat us 5-0 a year ago. They won 4-0 on Wednesday against Colorado. And uh, I know people are going to sit here and say and, and, and make light of the fact that, oh, well, you know, they played on Wednesday and they got to do travel. You know, this is a squad that sat half its team last year and still beat us 5-0, won the MLS Cup. Uh, I understand they had a, a stretch of uh, play where they had, you know, four consecutive uh, games unbeaten or three consecutive unbeaten or whatever, or, or, or uh, sorry, winless, I should say. But it, it's still a pretty strong side, Jess. And I would say there's probably only one other team that I'm more afraid of playing in Major League Soccer, and it's the one that we just played in the League's Cup. So uh, I'm not taking anything for granted when it comes to playing the black and gold on Saturday. No, they're clinical. They're a really good side. They're second in the Western Conference for a reason, right? Have they been as consistent? Maybe not, but they also had a jam-packed schedule early on in MLS season due to playing in the CONCACAF Champions League. So they've got a lot of great players, maybe a little bit fatigued, maybe a little bit of travel legs, but that's why getting off to a great start is so important into this game. We talk a lot about first five, first 10 minutes, but for a side like Charlotte FC that has conceded goals early, as part of their issue, Charlotte needs to get out from the get-go and really make sure that they, you know, make this feel like a home territory playing at Bank of America Stadium. We're on the air at 7 o'clock on Saturday. If you're going out to the game, be sure to get there early. First 7,500 fans get a Brant Bronico bobblehead. And also, if you are staying around town as well on Sunday, uh, the Hopfly Mint Street location has Brant Bronico's second annual event that benefits beds for kids. I had a chance to talk with him about that. Very excited to see all the work he's doing with the Charitable Foundation and also uh, a brand new beer, a uh, an IPA that is out there that has Brant's name and face and image on it. So very uh, much looking forward to that on Sunday. Hopefully we are toasting a win after Saturday, though, as Charlotte FC takes on LAFC. Jess, safe travels, and uh, let's begin the stretch drive. Looking forward to it. Let's make that push for the playoffs. Charlotte FC and LAFC on Saturday, 7 o'clock on the network, 7.30 kick, and you'll hear it all on the Charlotte FC radio network. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.